Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, wonderful, hilarious, stupendously glasses glasses She's wearing glasses. Come close, Monica. <laughs> glasses did it? I think that I should... just got, I just got lost. You know, you try to always say something about my appearance, and I was like, I'm gonna do it right back. <laughs> And I really failed, so sorry about that. It is really not easy, though. Like, no. I feel you on that. <laughs> I mean, I could have said, like, the girl with the puzzles in her background. Yeah, that's one puzzle in one box for this for this thing where you can roll the puzzle in later. Ooh. Yeah, because I, I was I see that smart. you're taking this advice and just going out there and getting geeky with puzzles. Oh, I totally already built my Lego night bus of Harry Potter, <laughs> so I'm all down for that. <laughs> So hi Amanda, how are hi. you doing? I am great, thanks. I'm really excited. Yes. Today about what? No, nothing in particular. Nothing in particular. Nothing to do with our incredible guest who's coming live all the way from Canada. I mean, we have a, a, a quite an influx of Canadians recently, and I mean, I just like to introduce the ear candy to everyone <laughs> <laughs> because we have a guest right now, or not right now, today. And right now. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Why so shy? I, I just, I was trying to figure out like a good time to jump in. And it was like not in the middle of, of that because I like the, the back and forth that you guys were having. So I was like, <laughs> let me leave that alone and just keep listening. And I was like, oh, wait, it's my turn. And I jumped in and I got hit with the skipping rope at that exact same time. Mm -hmm. So. But you're like, it was double Dutch and you were yeah. trying to jump in the middle there. And I was, you just I was standing, I was tangled. bouncing back and forth and then I forgot what I was doing. And someone's like, go! And I just jumped in and just right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hi, this is our guest. It's, uh, it's Siege, who is uh, an awesome artist that Hello. we want to I, talk to. I and Siege. <laughs> yeah. I would just say awesome artist, all around awesome person. Oh. Uh, and one of our members or one of the awesome people that we met in the awesome community that Amanda and I met. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically the oh, perfect network platform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never. I don't think I would have met you if I didn't join that. So that's that uh, that's really true. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How sad what? would that be if you didn't have Amanda and me in your life? <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Uh, wouldn't be playing Final Fantasy. So. I would <laughs> really, it was out. We we were the cause. Yep, that's why I'm on it. That's why I'm still playing. <laughs> now I feel I need to go back. Oh, no, uh, now okay. I feel bad that I don't play anymore. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> you don't play either. <laughs> I at it's least totally have it fun. still installed. I know. <laughs> everybody, everybody jumped ship. That's that's just kind of what happened. But it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm still enjoying it. Are so, you on Spriggan too? 
Yeah, I switched over. He switched as well, left us all behind there. Well, okay, there was no one there to leave behind. So, well, go, but go with Goro. How do you say it? I have no idea, but I, yes, don't know. I will too, do that. Too churchly. <laughs> <sighs> so, hi, Siege. Welcome to Geek Herring. Hello, thank you. Would you like to Glad tell to our here. listeners a little bit about you? Who are you? Yeah, um, my name is Siege. Um, I am an illustrator, freelance freelance illustrator um, from Canada, originally born in England. And I am, um, oh, I do Twitch. I, I live stream on Twitch. I used to make YouTube videos. I will be going back to making YouTube videos, making an ongoing video mixed media type series on there. Um, and uh, just, oh, all around broke person. So that's uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> all around broke person that's, that's it i'm trying i'm trying to uh to just go down different avenues and uh and uh find ways to kind of make things work is what i do so well, you're rich with to. talent <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just lacking lacking the 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 business prowess prowess to uh to really make it into something that'll change this year that's the right attitude Exactly. And, you know, it. sometimes it just takes time and a bit of grinding. Yeah. Like a bit of, I don't know. Sometimes people just blow off like this. and. Yeah, no, it definitely does happen. We it see all your stuff. I have a picture of you hanging right in front of me. So. <laughs> well, thank you. It's always, it's always, I always tell people, like, it's super surreal. Like, even after years of, like, you know, selling prints and doing conventions and stuff, when somebody's just like, I have your art in my house. I'm just like, what? Like every single time. It never, <laughs> it never stops being like exciting, but also just crazy to me. But I'm, I'm really thankful for, for you for buying You were it. going on conventions? Yeah, back in the day I did. I did a couple of them and then I kind of slowed down with them because they were very uh, annoying. Exhausting, I guess. Yeah, they're very tiring. I do like them. I like the interaction you have with people, but like you know, you also have to interact with people you don't like. Just <laughs> like, like somebody shows up and you're just like, oh, this is that person that created a problem with me, even though I don't care about them. And then you're like, oh gosh, now I have to deal with them, and they're sitting there judging you and stuff. And you're just like, why are you here? So you know that happens sometimes, but. Yeah, because it's a, it's such a small community. So if somebody sees like you you said something on Facebook and they're like, "Oh, I didn't agree with that thing." We are now mortal enemies, right? It's just like we're allowed to disagree. <laughs> I don't understand. So that happens, but you know, it's, it's never actually turned into anything weird. But at the same time, it's just like that kind of minor discomfort. I was like, ah, the internet, I can just avoid them completely, and I like that. So it's all good. People sometimes, I think, don't think the second step that you eventually potentially could meet people that you talk right. shit to online. Right. <laughs> also in real life. So exactly. it's just maybe think before you just randomly troll people or just a dick on the internet. But that's, right. that's, that's something we come to very often on our show that people just mm -hmm. don't think that that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, but you know. I like to focus on the other aspects of things, the stuff I can do rather than the stuff I don't do. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, that's good. Um, are you ready to head into our rapid fire question round? Yes, I am. This is an opportunity for our listeners and us to get to know you a little better. Cool, cool, cool. Let's go. So you have already answered where you're from. Yeah. So when are you a geek since? Um, ooh. 
I think, I mean, I, I probably have always been, but I think when I really like dived into all of that was back when I was maybe in grade 10 or 11. Um, so I don't even know how old I was back then, but I, um, somebody, somebody gave me a VHS and it had an anime on it, an anime movie. It was a terrible anime movie. I mean, no, it's an amazing (laughs) anime movie, but it's like the worst introduction to anime ever because it's so violent and gory and terrible. Um, some of you guys might know it. It's called Ninja Scroll. Um, that was my first ever anime and it's all oh, I even watching it now I'm just like oh my god but um <laughs> that was my that was like the first thing that took me down the rabbit hole into just being like a complete nerd which is uh I I love it now I'm oh, so it addicted. looks really gross I just googled it oh, oh yeah you, you don't want to you don't want to do that no. <laughs> okay now I want to <laughs> no. I, I'm not sure if that it's what it's yeah it's it's a very like it did a lot for it's one of those movies that did a lot for for anime but at the same time they they took topics that were very taboo and they just went all the way <laughs> like the japanese do right yeah pretty much japanese there's no borders yeah what they're not quite able to deal with in public they just put in an anime and go right. all in yeah. with it like yeah i'll just put it in, in an anime or a manga and then just uh, people will deal with it on their own yeah <laughs> You can process this in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> that sounds healthy. Totally healthy. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what happened with uh, with uh, Anno, the, the guy that made uh, Eva, Evangelion. Like, he just was super depressed and just made an anime. By the end, you could just tell he was falling apart mentally. It just, like, they had no budget left anymore. And they just, just oh, my God, it went downhill. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking about that because that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> Travel holes are fun, though. They are. Okay, Siege, what would you say are your biggest geeky influences? So you can think like books, movies, TV shows, teachers, games, or really anything that uh, influenced you growing up or currently, but not like current geeky pastimes. I guess like, well, in the past, it would have to be uh, friends. Like my friend, I saw him drawing when I was a kid and I was just like, what? That's crazy. You can draw things? I, I don't For some reason, just that wasn't something that was on my radar. So uh, that was like probably my original thing. And then nowadays, it's probably manga and anime um, is like my, like in terms of like the geeky side, manga and anime, those things are just like, because they tell stories that you can't tell like that nobody else is really telling they're they're they they focus on a totally different audience whereas over here we kind of focus on like you know let's make stuff for kids but over there they're like let's use animation to just tell a story and Mm -hmm. i love that and that's so that really inspires me to just keep creating and just even just in general discussion all that kind of stuff it's really great and then just i mean obviously you know your regular answers it's just just like yeah you know people and interacting with stuff like that's (laughs) that's important (laughs) to me too (laughs) right but yeah, my, when it comes to my influences, though, it's definitely uh, it's definitely anime just hitting those those hard topics that we're kind of scared to discuss over here without you know a war. <laughs> True. Uh, what would you say is your favorite anime or manga? Um. Oh, favorite. Um. That's hard. It changes. It's it's like well, there's one that is always on top, but it's like nobody counts it anymore. It's just Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's just the best, and you can't like I can't even talk about it. Let's throw that away. Um, so the, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I've got Monster. Monster is a psychological um, uh, type thriller type thing. It's really smart and it just blows your mind every time. Uh, we got Steins Gate and um, 
and like one piece is up there as well but yeah monster monster is probably my number one and then obviously the classics as well cool um i don't know if you've heard our episode where we talked about anime and manga but I am. I know nothing about it. So, no. <laughs> but I'm like, I've heard these names. You, you they definitely gotta, we gotta bring you in. We gotta bring you in. Yeah, yeah. I definitely heard One Piece. Of course, yeah. with the pirates. Huge. You see, with the pirates. Yeah, with the 800 episodes or something. It's like a thousand now or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah, guy's work ethic is is inspiring, but also scary. The creator Oda, he's he's nuts. He worked from the hospital when he was sick. Like he just he doesn't stop. So wow. but yeah, hopefully he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> I like like the how it gives you somehow a different perspective since you're also um an illustrator and animator and stuff. Yeah. You also always consider the backside of that of all that stuff. So it's true. Ooh, ooh, I almost forgot one. Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter X Hunter is is also like it's probably like it, it floats between first and second. So, sorry, I had cool. to bring that up to say it. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. I'll have to check them out. <laughs> yeah, no. Hunter Hunter, that's... Uh, so, I got my... Is it okay if I go down this yes. road? Yeah. Oh, so I I um I got my dad into watching anime recently, like, just over the past year. And it took me years to get him. I had to hit him with so many dope recommendations for movies on Netflix and go to the theater. And I finally was just like, I trust your judgment, my son. He said it just like that. And so... <laughs> I, <laughs> so... <laughs> So I can't I like, imagine your dad having that voice. <laughs> well, it's it's literally just like that. Child. Um, so he watched uh, the Death Note movie on, on Netflix when it came out. And that movie, for anybody that has seen the original Death Note, that movie was just, it was a mess. For anybody that hadn't seen it, and I noticed this, anybody that hadn't seen it, I was like, it's probably just a fun, exciting movie to watch. So I'm just like, Dad, you like that movie, right? He's like, yeah, it was really great. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, can I show you the original? I think you'll really like it. And he's just like, all right, go on then. I put it on. He's like, I have to read? I'm just like, Dad, it's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> he didn't like the whole subtitles thing, but he finally got over it. Next thing I know, he finishes the show without me. He just got so hooked. He watched the rest of it without me. And then after that, he realized, like, it was funny because there was, like, an episode in there where there was a murder. And he's just like, this is not for kids. Like, this is... Like, <laughs> proper story and i was like yes i've been trying to tell you and then from there now we just watch anime all the time it's like our bonding time just watching different that's anime so together nice. so that's it's, it's so really cool. cool so anyway sorry, that's, <laughs> that's a nice heartwarming bit. story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm so hyped about it it's so cool to finally have i was just trying to get my mom in on it and she's just like nope i won't watch it but every time she looks at the tv so she'll be sitting there ignoring it and then she looks at it and starts watching and then she's hooked and I'm just like, and then she just cuts herself away. I'm just like, why are you, why are you fighting it so hard, mom? Just give in. Give in. Just I know you love in. this. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, eventually, I, I know she, I'll, I'll catch her on something. There's some really, really mm -hmm. good heartwarming anime that I think she'd be interested in. Oh, nice. That's cool. Okay. And here is a, a rapid fire question that I think you're pretty excited to talk about. <laughs> what are some of your current geeky pastimes? Oh, I'm glad you asked. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, outside of drawing, which I do draw for myself and I like recording and doing Twitch and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, it doubles as your, as your, your main work, but also like something you like to do just for you. So outside of that though, I ride an electric unicycle. 
And um, <laughs> it's, it's my favorite thing. It's actually become my number one passion, and which I never thought would happen, especially because like I'm I'm 32, I think, and like it's been it's been quite a while. And you know, you think when you hit this age, you're just like, oh, you know what? I've tried most things. I'm like, I might get new hobbies, but I don't think that anything will over like will will shift the hierarchy. And then all of a sudden I started riding and it was just like, just complete freedom. It's like you're float around. It doesn't feel like anything you've ever experienced before. It's literally like flying and everything is open to you outside of obviously being in the air. Um, you can go over any sort of terrain. You can ride anywhere. You can go for extremely long distances. You don't need a car. If you're in the city, you get anywhere faster than any car or any other sort of transportation. And it's just like, you're just in that moment there's nothing is off limits. You can go anywhere and you're just free to be on your own. And just the sound of the wind or your music in your ears or whatever it is that you have, you just float around. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like when I got it, I expected to, to just use it to get to meetings, to do more art or to travel to places that I could go and draw in a field. I didn't expect it to actually become something that I love to do itself, but like through it, I've met like amazing people. I met like amazing community. I met a dude the other day who has the same wheel as me. He was asking for help. Turns out that he actually worked, uh, he was actually worked on the original Magic School Bus and he's a director for another animation studio. And it's just like, what? And so I actually need to contact him to hopefully get some work. But, uh, <laughs> nice! But like, you know, it's just, it brings in people from all these different realms of life. And also the fact that you have zero carbon footprint, right? So I'm silently riding around at really high speeds without polluting anything right and and i can get anywhere i can go super far and just you know plug in charge up at, at any coffee shop while i'm having a tea or whatever i'm drinking and uh and then head off again and and it's just it, it made me a little bit more like uh conscious about the planet and like wanting to protect the planet even more now that i'm like you know i'm going green really and yeah, so that's uh, that's my my outside geeky thing. I love it so much. And it's actually been helping me out and just keeping me creative as well. Because like whenever I need to clear my head or I need to think about something, I need to f- figure out a concept. Most people jump in the shower and they're just like, all right, let's like, let me let me think of some ideas in here. I jump on my wheel. And uh, so that's that's my thing. That's probably the greatest love story I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, where can I get one? Can I use it here? And how much is it? And how fast does this go? <laughs> I can give you. I can give you all those details. <laughs> That's amazing. I have to say, like, I you post a lot about your uh, electric unicycle in your Instagram stories. And yeah. I love watching them because not only does it look really cool, you can see and sense the excitement in you as you're <laughs> yeah. doing it. And oh, it's like, you. this is really cool. This looks so much fun. Yeah. You think it would fade after a while, right? It's been like months. I got it in the winter. You'd think after a while you'd stop, you'd fade. But like, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos of like guys riding and stuff. And with one dude I was watching the whole time he's smiling and he's made like a hundred videos. Every single one, he's just got a big grin on his face when he starts riding and going kind of fast and swerving like between cars and stuff. Right. Because he's, he usually uses it to get to work. And like, you know, watching him ride and you're like, yeah, I, I feel it. Or you watch another video and you're just like, all right, I got to get outside. I got to go. <laughs> I got to ride too. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's, it's hard to hide the happiness I feel when I ride. And even when I'm tired and like my legs are burning after riding for like 80 kilometers or something, right? I'm in pain now. <laughs> and I'm still just like, I'm just going to pop to the store now and just go get a drink or something. I'm just like, <laughs> like wobble out to my wheel and hop back on it. 
but you know, it just it's it's really I try my best to describe it. It's a description that you say it resembles so much flying, or it's like mm-hmm. as close to flying as you can get on the floor, like on the ground, yeah, yeah on the floor. <laughs> that's something that's really that got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a feeling that you can't really describe until someone tries it. And the passion that comes with it is also something that you don't expect until you jump on it. So yeah. like once you once you get past, because it's hard at first, right? It's like learning how to ride a bike for the first time again. Um, so, but once you get that click, and it's always a click. Once you get that first click, you're like, oh, oh, I get it now. This makes sense. So that's what they were talking about, right? Because <laughs> before that, you're nervous and you're shaking a little bit. And you're like, this is like, it's one wheel. How do I trust this thing, right? And this is totally weird. People are going to look at me. And once you get it, though, you're like, I don't like, pe- look at me. It's okay. Like, you can talk to me. And, you you know, you're waving at kids. Dogs are trying to attack you because they don't understand it, right? <laughs> like, people are giving you dirty looks because they're like, different things. I hate different things, <laughs> right? Different and, things are the worst. <laughs> right? Change? <laughs> Oh, right. That's not in my not a community. horse that you're riding on. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you get you get a lot of that kind of stuff, but it, with with it all comes like extreme positivity, and like people are super excited when they see you. They're like, "You're that one wheel riding guy." Well, like that's me. Bye. Right. Like it just. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when they when they hear how fast it goes, they're like, "What? How fast does it go?" Uh, the one I have goes fifty kilometers an hour so i don't if you guys use miles it's uh, no about i'm kilometers oh, okay yeah so yeah it's it goes fast wow. i mean i don't i don't usually go that fast but it has that power for me like if i'm ever in a dangerous situation where i need to get away or out of a, out of like a past the car which has happened multiple times because cars are crazy i have that power to pull on to just accelerate fast and get out of the way of something so that's really cool yeah it's really cool i'm glad i could explain it to you guys scared to like be on something like that through toronto yeah like i I was terrified like driving a car in toronto oh no i won't i won't (laughs) drive there i used to i I, back when i had my license i got rid of but back when i had my license i used to drive in toronto and that made me i'm i'm pretty good with anxiety usually i mean over the years it's gotten worse but you know how that goes but um in toronto though driving even on my best day, I was just like, I'm terrified. This is the mm. worst. Um, riding mm-hmm. a bike was a little bit better, but I was just like, let me just stick to the subway and transit. But like all of the weird stuff that happens on the subway, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable on this either. <laughs> this is just, <laughs> I, I, so I really true. don't like this. I want to be able to get myself around. And so, I mean, I go in with the understanding and knowledge that at any moment in time, I could get hit by a car. I could be doored mm. by something. I could go down and not come back up. I understand that. But I also understand that going down my stairs in, after the podcast, I could trip and crack my yeah. head open. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I understand that your mortality, it's such a, I shouldn't hold you back from doing things that you might be interested in doing because yeah. you can go out or you can get injured or hurt in a multitude of ways right and mm-hmm. like it just yeah it's just you, you know you, it comes down to making educated risks calculated risks and uh, understanding the limits of the things that you do i'm a very cautious person i seem spontaneous and i am in, in that sense but i'm very cautious about the things that i want to continue doing so mm-hmm. i started like when i started writing i learned very and i did this with art as well but i learned very very slow i rode really slowly for over 200 kilometers i was riding like under 18 
kilometers an hour. Mm. Like, I would, people were walking past me at some points, right? Like, joggers would be like, what is this guy doing, right? Like, just, <laughs> just passing by. Um, I went slow. I had to fall before I was like, before I was able to go faster. I had mm. to, you know, try, see how the wheel handles on certain types of bends and bumps and going off-road, on-road. I had to do all of these tests before I was even able to allow myself to go past a certain speed limit. Right. So I need to know the ins and outs. And that's my way of having an educated uh, and, and a, you know, informed uh, risk. And it's yeah. not really more dangerous than riding a motorcycle. I mean, you'd have just if you're riding a motorcycle, you're just going faster and you have a 200 kilo machine underneath you. Right. But you don't have more equipment, I guess. Yeah. There's no roll cage you. to protect yeah. you. Yeah. So it's again, I mean, even with driving a car, I mean, yeah, yeah. you have that cage around you, but, you know, you get hit on the highway it can only do so much right yeah. so again it's just like we just have to make our choices as to what type of risk we consider to be okay and the type of fun that we want to have and just understand that you know no matter what like it, it, we, we could be like i love eating i'm a food blogger and you you make a dish in your house and you eat it and then all of a sudden you choke or you have an allergic reaction to it and you end up in the er anything can happen so it's just yeah. like why Why stop yourself from doing something that you might be passionate about or, you know, might really enjoy out of fear of, uh, of, of, you know, the what ifs. So I try to, I try to judge it like that. And that like over the years has allowed me to do some really, really cool things and things other people who look at me would be like, oh, I would never do that thing. And they're like, when I explain this to them, they're like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. Some of them, of course, not everybody, but some people are just like, I'm going to try it out. I want to try something that I wouldn't have done. And and then they give it a shot and sometimes they fall in love with it. Sometimes they don't like it still, right? But it's just like it's a roll of the dice. And at least they tried. I like that. Mm -hmm. There we go. This I love what you said. Just ranting. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> no, I love what you said no because it's so valid for so many things. Uh, you can't let fear stop you from something that you're probably passionate about. Yeah, that that yeah, that actually goes for everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm super guilty. So your other life passion is your art. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about what kind of art that you do? Because we've made illusions that it's uh, it's beautiful, but tell us <laughs> what's your art style. Tell our listeners who haven't maybe haven't seen it before. Yeah, yeah. So my style is very weird, and it's hard for me to describe too, because it's it's kind of like a mix of abstraction, but also not abstraction. I try to focus on feelings more than anything else, which is like people be like, go to fine art then, bro. But like, I try <laughs> I try my best. Um, To, to kind of catch that with the abstractions. Back in the day, I used to call it like finding calm within chaos. That was like my my thing back then. I was like, yeah, I'm so edgy. But uh, I just kind of slowed down with that a little bit. It definitely is kind of hard to describe. I I've got, I go down different paths. I mean, it kind of goes the same way as this. I, I, I go down different paths. I try different things. I, I I was super into fashion illustration. So a lot of like the, the girls that I would draw in my work were very fashionable. I try to keep up with the different styles and whatnot, different like types of shoes and whatever. I also, I, I got addicted to watching makeup tutorials because I loved the editing style. So I would watch different editors. Like uh, there was a girl named Claire Marshall or her, Hey Claire back in the day. And her editing style was so good for both her makeup and her fashion stuff. And I would just sit there and watch it all day long because it was such a clean format. I'm like, this is just like juiciness. And so I'd watch it all the time. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm just like, I'm drawing my characters. I'm just like, oh, let me try out this, this type of style. Or wait, what if I give her this type of makeup, right? 
And it allowed me to kind of play with it. Because, I mean, really, if you think about makeup, it's just painting on the face, right? And I'm literally painting a face. Now I can paint more on the face, right? I think I think it's <laughs> kind of good to understand, uh, you know, certain things that, that some women would like to do in, or, you know, certain styles that they would have or even different cultures. And, and like, if you have a character from this type of culture, what type of, you know, either decoration for, for an event or a celebration or what type of makeup would they wear as a regular type thing or what type of clothing and garment design would they wear? Is it like this? material because the temperatures are hot or cold like that kind of stuff excites me so when it comes to the artwork it's for me it's a lot less about the style itself even though you know sometimes you get a you get uh, hooked on that because of outside influences it's more about the messages so i've really tried to these days i really really want to focus on kind of uh pushing messages within my work. And it's always been about just kind of what we're talking about, like, you know, making people feel better about themselves, like uh, promoting like, you know, positive and good mental health. Um, that's a big one for me because I struggled with depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And, you know, it's heavy ADHD, having teachers as a kid tell me that I'm stupid and lazy. And then like, and also proving their point by not doing any work and not being able to answer half the stuff they're saying until one day I was just like, I'm interested in this. And suddenly I'm the top in class. Right. It's like, yeah. So I, I try to push that stuff and with my work. So I think the work itself to me is more of a tool to use to connect rather than the artwork itself like like the like i just i learned a lot of stuff along the way of doing that which has allowed me to kind of stand out as an individual so when you say connect do you mean connect to the people or connect to yourself connect to the people um so if i can go off on another tangent for a moment please (laughs) anytime (laughs) Uh, recently like for the past few months i was completely blocked i couldn't draw at all i was doing a little bit because it was work but I just couldn't connect with it. And I was just, I was sitting there thinking, okay, am I going to quit art again? Is, is this happening? Because I was just like, I don't like it. I hate it. I, I don't want to draw anymore. And the only time that I felt free was riding my wheel. And so I was just like, man, I'm just like, and I, oh, and this is also when I went into debt <laughs> for the first time in years. So, um, so I was just like, because I, I, I wasn't doing any work. I wasn't looking for jobs. I was just kind of just stuck. And I... Then just before, because I just came back from Florida, as you guys know, before my trip, I had a, like an aha moment. I looked back and I'm like, what did I start this for? And I realized the reason why I started art was because of that friend that was drawing for people's parents. And it wasn't because I was jealous that they were excited or because he had a skill. It was because the parents that were getting the artwork were so excited to get that work. They were so hype. And they thought it was the coolest thing. They thought it was so sweet that a kid was able to draw like this, all that kind of stuff that I wanted that con- that connection. And so I started drawing pictures and my parents were just like, oh, that's really nice. That's really great. And for me, it wasn't the praise that I was interested in. It was the fact that they seemed so happy. And so I kept on drawing stuff and sharing it. I came up, I started posting on different forums and stuff. And I'd write long posts because people were just like, this really helps. And then when I started um, making YouTube videos, it was all about mental health and so on. And people were just like, this stuff really connects to us. And I made sure people knew I'm not a doctor, none of that stuff. These are just opinions and things I've gone through. And this is how I dealt with it. Maybe it'll help you. And that connection that I have with people was so important to me. But there's, there's a thing. People will say, like, do stuff for yourself. Right. You got to make yourself happy. You got to you got to love yourself. I feel like there's a way that that can be taken in a positive way. And it's also a way it can be taken in a negative way. And I took it in a negative way as to I was just like, draw just for me. Don't think about other people. But the thing is, for me, thinking about other people and doing stuff to make other people happy is a positive thing for me. 
it's it's a motivator. It makes me think like, you know, my worth. Cause I'd wake up and I'm just like, why am I even here? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what is like, cause there's no guideline. So when I started, when I changed up and I started thinking, you know what, I want to focus back again on making other people happy, whether that's me cussing up a storm and cracking stupid jokes, making fun of myself, making just, you know, just doing just craziness or screaming on stream or singing, like whatever it is, it's like, there's so many, there's a multitude of ways that you can, that you can do this right outside of just art itself, focusing on bringing that style of value to people. And bringing that kind of level of positivity. And it doesn't even need to be positivity all the time. Sometimes it needs to be just a hard kick in the ass, right? But bringing something to somebody it became such a big focus for me. And it brought my passion back. So just like you guys have seen it, the past two pictures of my first pictures back after my whole break before I was ready to quit. And I realized it's not even about the art. It's like the art is just a catalyst. It's just, it's, it's a function that I have a skill in that I built up over years and I can use it now to really help kind of bring this message to people. And I'm so excited to do it. You mentioned that. Yes. It, people say you have to do it for yourself and, yeah. but it's kind of, you basically just, you do it for yourself, but it makes you happy when you see the reactions in other people. Right. So that's basically how you want to create the message first that people can connect to because that's what you want. You want people to connect with the story and not just with the drawing that you make, but with what right. do you want to tell with your art right. and not just, oh, she's a fancy little girl here. <laughs> and even if, even if the message leaves me out of it, like even if it connects in a way that makes them think like, oh, you know what? I need to rekindle my relationship with my family or maybe I shouldn't beat up my dog, right? Like stuff like that. That's just a YouTube thing that's been happening. <laughs> um, right. Asshole people right, beating up right. their dogs. But like, you know, something that makes them like connects with them and makes them think, yeah, maybe I can go this way with this thing. Maybe I can think that way. Maybe I can stop doing this terrible thing. Um, that's like, you know, even if I'm completely out of the equation, I've still done my job because it's kind of, it's, it's helped in some sort of way. And I feel like that's the way that I'll, I'll leave my message on the planet. I think that's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. And I I noticed that you have a very distinct style of artwork. Um, it's always beautiful women and girls. Um, and you're very abstract. And I, I don't know how else to describe it other than beautiful. Like it's a very... <laughs> like almost ethereal type of drawing, like artwork. It, it's oh, it's it's you. stunningly beautiful. Um, and how do you, like, why do you choose to express what you're expressing through through women? Um, well, um, well, when it does come to males, I draw them for work all the time. And they're, they, when, when it comes to guys, like I found that, I mean, and this might actually be a problem to be honest with you. Um, this might, it might actually be a societal issue, which I didn't even think about until just now. Um, because with a lot of, with a lot of the time with, with men and males, it's just like, we're kind of fit into like a box where we don't really express things emotionally as, as much. And when we do, we get kind of like, you know, dunked on, um, regardless of who you're speaking to, right? Like <laughs> you can speak to anybody and the only person like, like, unless you have a pet, nobody wants to hear it. Um, <laughs> So it, it's it's very hard to express yourself emotionally as as a male, and even the way that we're built and designed, like our body types, we're very like clunky and straight. There's no flow to it, but that's not even true. There 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 is a lot of flow to 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 I guess the male design. Um, 
But with with the female design, I found that there's a lot of like gentleness and there's a lot of compassion and there's a lot of flow and the poses that they do are very free and, and, and expressive and stuff. And it's a lot of stuff that when you think about posing a male character and they think about posing a female character, if, if a female character, you can pose her in many different ways, right? If you look even at photography, there's so many different, very expressive styles that, that you can have a female character and it can go from anywhere from raw and hardcore to gentle and feminine to like anything like from a loving family type like scene to to like it, it's always nurturing and, and and all that but then it doesn't even have to be it can go a totally different direction it feels like there's just so much how do i put it there, there, there's just there's so much variety that you can get with with a female character and with the female form and so and even just and that's just from posing right but when you come, when you go past it and you go into messages and stuff and deeper stuff, like you can do so much with it. And so I've found that it's, I feel like that's why for a lot of people, it is a favorite. It's just, you can do a lot. Whereas if you have a male in those types of things, there's so many phobias and stereotypes and whatever that like, as like, uh, you know, as, as, as like, if you're drawing like a straight character, but you have him posing in a feminine way, people are just like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, and if you do draw it, then people are just like, oh, that's probably a gay character. And it's just like, well, not exactly. I mean, like everybody, like, first of all, like, you know, that there's a bit of more of a spectrum than just like, yeah, I'm straight. I'm not, but it's, it's, it's more of a spectrum, but it's like, people don't always fit into the box that we've created for them. Mm -hmm. Right. But, and I feel like with female characters, that box has been broken since birth. Right. It's always been kind of an open thing. Right. Right. You can like, you're coming up. It's just like, yeah, I'm a tomboy. And nobody says anything. Or I really like to be girly. Nobody says anything. It's just it. You can do whatever you want in that category. And so, from an artistic standpoint, it's just like, oh, cool. There we go. There's my like my 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 ticket to create whatever I want. And for me, I've always been like, I've always been surrounded by by women like my whole life, right? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I started with a mom. It was it was it was, it was a good deal. <laughs> Did um, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right from the gate, she just existed, and then I existed afterwards somehow. Um, but right out of the gate, right. right. Um, and so a lot of people like actually funny funny note funny funny thing for you guys. A lot of people thought like through my art style, they thought that I was a woman. And very specifically, yeah. an Asian woman. I was like, "What?" But um, <laughs> so I got a message. I got a message just last week where somebody was just like, "Wait, you're a guy? Oh no!" And I'm just like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> Again? Oh, no. <laughs> this happens so often. People get. I had so many people that were upset when they found out that I was a, that I was a dude because I I like to draw stuff very gently. Right. And that's again, that's another thing. It's like a it's like a role. They expect like, oh, yeah, you know, if you're a dude, then you're just going to yeah. draw sexy girls doing sexy things with sexy stuff. Right. Like that's like, <laughs> look at this badass woman with <laughs> with minimal armor doing sexy things. Right. <laughs> it's, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. But then I'll just draw people. I wasn't even trying to do it to give off some sort of message, like in terms of like, you know, like categorizing females or being like, even being mm -hmm. respectful in that in that situation or in, in, that, in that respect, it was that drawing them in any other way than the feelings I was putting, putting across, it wouldn't make any sense to have them in those ways, right? It just, it wouldn't give off the same message, right? So even if I do draw a character that is in a sexual situation, it's still less in your face crazy. It's and it, it cuz I I've always been more about sensuality than sexuality. 
And that's why I did very, very terrible when I tried to jump jump ship and try other stuff. Because like I always found the delicacy, like the delicate, the the small things. When I was a kid, I used to walk home and I'd look up and I'd stare at the clouds. And I would try to just see the tiny little details in the formation. I try to understand it, understand like, okay, this is not a solid, but it looks like a solid. I'm trying to understand like all the tiny little things. Then afterwards, I'd look down, I'd look at the cracks in the ground. And I just pay attention to the bugs walking around. It's just stuff that you miss because you're so focused on on the macro, you decide to ignore the micro. That was a very, very, very convoluted way of explaining um, why why I draw women in the way that I do. And, and it, it, it kind of makes me think, like, if I can find a way to kind of draw male characters also opening up and just doing things that males do in general and like um, and maybe maybe just breaking past that mold of what you know we're supposed to do or what we're seen to be doing then I can yeah. pose our characters however I want to I can I can have them whatever way and people will stop just assuming like here's here's another thing like when you look at like a, when you draw a female character right like a, just a solo female character everybody just thinks that's a beautiful character or that's a beautiful girl or that's a beautiful in picture overall, right? That's all they really focus on. But when you draw a male character and you have him in any sort of suggestive posing or something different from what's masculine, people then immediately start putting in their ideas about this character, right? Their sexuality or or their like, you know, or their toxicity levels <laughs> or like whatever, right? It's never just this is a wonderful image. It's always just like boom, societal, societal, societal stuff, and it mm-hmm. and it shifts from culture to culture. Whereas women have always been this catalyst of of freeness and openness, which is ironic considering that like over history, <laughs> like throughout history, they're the least they've been the least free people of all, right? <laughs> so it's just, it, but yeah. like within the artwork that we've made, it's always just like yes, like this is like you know. These are the powerful people. It's like it's 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 so strange. I don't understand humans. I mean, it's basically just a connection or a, a mirror of society. Mm-hmm. What you're saying right now, especially with a situation with how it's more difficult to draw men in different poses mm-hmm. because also men in society have a hard time showing all their different sides which yeah. they obviously all do have but like you you legitimately feel insecure when you're doing it. like like I, I personally will feel insecure sometimes i'm drawing something i'm just like oh will this be taken weird and i'm like why did i even think about that the special thing about your art is and i can't and amanda already said it's it's beautiful but and it really is beautiful but it, i've never actually seen art where i look at the images and i, and I feel they go kind of right down to my soul for a reason and I don't even know every time what story that you're that you're trying to create with that image but it's just by looking at it you see that it's just not just a girl that you drew there but it's more than that and you can see that it's more than that because of the way that you I don't know did created of the way that you try to get the message into the picture it's just i think you do a really great job with what you're actually trying to do which is getting messages across oh thank you i i I sometimes feel like i don't (laughs) i mean i guess that's just an artist thing but like i i I sometimes i look at my stuff and i'm just like damn i wish i was like this person right you know (laughs) and like but i'm it makes me really happy to hear like directly from people like you know that 
Oh yeah, now when you shared that your your art shop with us a few months ago, and I was looking through it, I'm just like, I don't even know what I should buy, and like all the pictures <laughs> were just, as I said, just going right down to my soul. Where I'm like, they're just so beautiful, and they do something with me that I can't describe, but they do something <laughs> with me. So I'm really it's glad just... to hear that. Yeah, it's 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 strange because like you know you you toil over this stuff for hours and hours, and by the end of it, you don't even know who you are anymore. And so then you, you, know, you, you put it out there for people. You're just like, I wonder what they're going to take. Like, have I lost it during the process of rendering? Like, have I lost the, the direction of it? But I'm really glad that, like, when you looked at the pictures, that it, like, it connected with you in some way. Because, I mean, here's the thing. I do work from abstraction a lot, right? So even some of these moods and feelings, it's, it's more about what you feel less and less about what I feel. And I try not to be all, like, artsy-fartsy and have to, like, talk about my stuff all day long and be like, I painted this with the smallest brush possible so that I could make it, right? <laughs> this is a representation of society. And, like, I try not to do and, and put that stuff in there. But at the same time, I mean, I do feel like there is a certain amount of, I don't know, I guess just compassion and passion and empathy that I try to, like, put through in my stuff. And so... uh I'm glad that it. I'm glad that it reads like it's. Re- it makes this is making me really happy to know that it's actually connected and hit the spot in some capacity. Maybe it's just that you don't notice it afterwards anymore because you poured all of it right into the picture and then it's in the picture and you can't see it anymore. That happened, and I it happened in a real a real way. There is a video I made. I think it's two years ago now, uh, called Brothers, and it was a test video for the series I'm going to do in the future. And it's on Facebook, right? Uh, I think did I put it on Facebook? Yeah, I think I did. I saw that it's that's with the medicine. Yeah, that one. And about the that's so good. Oh, thank you. When I made that video, I was in so much pain. I was going through that was like the middle of of just the, some horrible things for me. And I made that video. I worked on it for I think a month. Every single day, I was working on it on on stream. And everybody saw, like, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was just so crushed, but I was working on it so hard. And the the audio that I used for it was a rough copy. I was actually just recording it just to test it out. And I was, it was so, like, it hit me so hard, like, when I was reading out my own script that my voice started cracking because I was, like, I was really feeling it. I went off script. I just kind of just went with it. And I was just like, this is too raw. I can't re-record this and make it perfect. I think the imperfection is what made it perfect. But when I finished that video and I pressed send, all of those feelings that were in that video just kind of just fizzled away. And it's the weirdest thing ever. It's so like, it, it just sounds like nonsense, honestly, like from a logical point of view. Like, nah, mm-hmm. that never happened. But like, <laughs> but like, in reality, it was just like a lightness of just kind of like putting all of those feelings into this work and then just letting it go. I never thought I'd be that guy to look at it, to make something like that and be like, yeah, this really, really helped me. But it was almost like therapeutic, which is why I want to get back to making content like that. I do think that it's often that when you have a mental health situation going on at the moment, mm-hmm. and also one thing that's really troubling is that you don't talk about it and you or you don't know how to put it out there and you're just hiding at home or whatever and you don't know how to communicate with the world about what's going on right now yeah but that video is basically what every person needs to see who's (laughs) going through a hard time and i totally understand how it made you feel better afterwards because you put it out there and that's just a release sometimes that's so needed because when you're in a hard time and a tough spot in your life, you keep 
kind of don't know how to get out there and by publishing it i feel that's what you could do yeah it was like a whispered shout <laughs> yeah yeah no you're, you're definitely right about that so it's always interesting to kind of look back like I, I love that video but it's always interesting to look back and hear perspectives from people it's like i had a lot of people that told me like they watched it and they cried oh yeah and it was like i was surprised because i knew it was sad but i didn't know it was i didn't know how it would connect with other people because in, when i was making it it was so much of just me just getting it all out right i think so many people can relate still that's why i touched so many people i feel we always talk about mental health and how geeky things can help you with that and you're just a perfect example of how being passionate and being geeky about your art helped you through rough times helps you to connect to people and helps you to help you through a hard mental health patch in your life I hope it continues and probably helping. still does yeah it, yeah, yeah. it definitely does it's it, it, it's the, the funniest thing about it and i think this goes with like every sort of interest that's something that you have is when you struggle with it and you're able to overcome and i'm, I'm not talking about the, the the mental health part but i mean like struggling with your own passion for something and you die you deep dive into it if you take that moment to deep dive into it and try to figure out like okay why am i feeling this way you can end up solving like 50 different problems at the same time just because you were so focused on your one passion, right? When I look at my wheel and I think, why do I love riding this thing? It answers questions about other areas of my life. And when I think about, when I thought about like, why am I not happy drawing anymore? It answered why I'm not happy, period. I was literally just miserable. Like when you, when you wake up thinking, why am I waking up, right? That's a dark place to be, right? Those mm -hmm. are dark thoughts. And when you're able to answer a question that has to do with something that you're passionate about, like my art, right? Or even if even if it's something like, you know, I love like playing with Lego or I love playing video games or whatever. But then all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to play games and I don't know what's going on. If you take a step back and you look at it and you try to figure out like, what is really going on? And that's, I think that's something a therapist usually will try to deep dive into. But like, if you, when, when you are able to do that for yourself as well, which is something that I think you kind of have to do because you can't, always have somebody there i mean i think we all have a friend that we can talk to but i do know that like at the end of the day people can suggest stuff to us and tell us all these things like yeah you'll be fine just oh, focus on this or just talk to me for an hour but at the end of the day it's it's still us that has to make that final call yeah and so i think like having you know stepping back and understanding why maybe you faded from this thing and sometimes it literally is just i'm not interested anymore and I have to accept that, <laughs> that I'm not interested. I thought I would love this thing forever, but I don't. I moved on, right? And accepting that also opens up other avenues. You'd be like, oh, wait, maybe that's how I was with my relationship, too. Maybe I just lost interest and now I'm able to move on. I can't believe I figured that out from playing Pictionary, right? Like, it was just... <laughs> right? it, it all it all ties together in some sort of way. That's, that's kind of that's why, like... A lot of my mantras and a lot of the things that I think about, and even in my work, I, it, it, I focus on circles. Everything is a big circle. It's all, it's all a flow. And even with my dancing, right? Like, even when I dance, I'm always moving in circles. Everything I do is circles. And it just kind of, like, comes through in different aspects of, of life. Hi, I also dance. I mean, that's what, <laughs> just what I was thinking. It's like, oh, we're talking about dancing. Okay. <laughs> How have we not seen this now? <laughs> What can you not do? There's, there's a lot I can't do. I was wondering, when you said you tried to go the sexy route with your paintings, but then you didn't. Mm -hmm. 
Why? <laughs> well, um, I just couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't connect with it. I wanted to, and I still kind of do want to. Like, I've done one illustration that was like that, but it was just so off. I think there's there's a mix of things, right? First of all, when you go down, like, the, the I guess, the erotic aspect of art, right? You your anatomy knowledge is now put on center display, right? Like you'd be like, you can't hide anything with clothes. You can't you can't just put a big garment over somebody and be like, yeah, I don't know how to draw that. Let me just let me just put a like a potato bag on top, right? You can't do that anymore, right? You need to know like proper anatomy, like proper proper anatomy, and then you need to understand how to pose it in ways that you probably wouldn't see in the right. Like you can't go outside and be like, okay, let me look for a pose for this. Like no, nobody's. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And if somebody is posed in one of those strange ways, right? Like, you know, doing yoga in the park or something and everybody's like, you know, they're like contorted and stuff. And you sit down and start drawing them, you might get beat up. So you have to, uh, <laughs> have to be very careful about how you go about it. And even in life drawing and stuff, right? It's very much... It, those types of poses don't come up, right? So you need to either have, like, either buy the Kama Sutra or have some very, very open friends. So, <laughs> okay. Right? And then, obviously, the internet has things on there, too. And, and like, you know, I, so here's the thing, though. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of friends who are very much, like, open about their, their sexuality and stuff like that, right? And when I was working on the illustration for a book that was that's coming out called Hardcover, which is all about, like, doing a very erotic and adult work... Um, I went to a lot of my female friends who usually don't talk about this stuff. I'm like, hey, let me ask you sexy things. And they're just like, oh, that's weird. This is <laughs> this is weird. But like some of them were very cool about it and answered my questions. And it was like, you kind of got to understand that like there is power in it too. Because I feel uh, it's weird because I, I, I've seen it happen many times, right? And I think everybody, I think this is just a debate that happened. I'm pretty sure you guys had a debate about it too, right? Where it comes to like sexy character designs and sexy characters in general and stuff like that. And it's just like, the battle is just like, is it taking away from the power of the character, right? Male or female? Or is it giving them power, right? And you'll have, mm-hmm. it's such a deep debate because you'll have like some dudes, you know, as a guy, I'll speak from the guy side. You'll have some guys come out and be like, oh, well, I like seeing the, like on those like commercials. I love seeing those those dudes running in and they're all fit and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you're fit too, right? And then like some, and some people are looking at it like, I feel like I can't take my shirt off on a beach now because everybody's expecting to see somebody with, with a six pack, right? But then you have other people who are just like, well, it's just a cool design, right? It's just, it's just a cool mm-hmm. thing to see obviously and it doesn't relate to me and so when i was looking into this side of like the the artwork and this erotic side of things i noticed for a lot of people it was actually pretty empowering and so and i noticed that with a lot of the women that because i drew a female of course as usual um (laughs) and i noticed a lot of the women when it came to like their sexual stuff they kept it behind closed doors but when they were free to talk about it they were like the, the 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 things that I heard were very very different from the public perception of what you're supposed <laughs> to hear from these people, and so then I, and then you know you hear about them like yeah I really love these types of designs I love these characters that are overly like overtly sexy and all this kind of stuff, and for me it, it's all I think it's just because it's such a different world that I'm coming from where as I'm drawing stuff very um, ethereal. Um, ethereal, sorry, um, and very gentle and very nurturing and that kind of stuff. I mean, when it comes to strength, it's raw brute force type strength that I that I usually mm. will work with, right? But in this situation, it's strength through sexuality as well, right? And you've got people going like, hey, if I've got the assets, I'm going to use those assets for as long as I can because, you know, age is, is a thing, um, right? So... <laughs> 
you know, so so it was very interesting to kind of see that and kind of be like, all right, they still have the power in all of these different situations. So why do I feel bad about it? And I feel like it's because I've been told Right. It's just like, yeah, you're supposed to feel bad about this because this is okay for these types of people, but it's not okay for these types of people. And then you've got people on both sides going yes or no. And you're just like, ah, where do I stand? (laughs) Right. But for me personally, it was very much just out of my comfort zone to do it. And and this is just being real. I was scared to be seen as as a misogynist. I don't want to, I don't want people mm. to look at me and be like, "Oh yeah, you're drawing girls in these poses because you're seeing them as objects." Because it's just like, well, no, because my female friends are also drawing girls in these same poses and is viewed as a powerful thing. So it's just like like do we just need to get out of each other's business? <laughs> like like what is like what mm. is the answer, right? Is there a right answer? I don't think so. I think it's gray. I think that most answers to most things outside of, even scientists, they give you, they're like, yes, this is 99% true, but there's still that 1% which is, which is, <laughs> which is gray. And then, yeah. And then 50 years down the road, they're like, yeah, that was completely wrong, but we figured it out this time. And they're always jumping back and, and figuring out new stuff. So it's like, it's, I think, um, I mean, I, like I said, I still like to try again. And go down the path mm-hmm. again if there's something I can do with it that I can kind of give off a certain message with it if I want to. And I think it'd mostly be more of an empowering type thing. Because again, I've just been meeting a lot of people who have been telling me that like they have they have started to feel more powerful in their sexuality, in in their sensuality. And like these are the reasons why, because I, you know, I trust these people who are in my life, or you know, I trust my partner and I'm able to do these types of things. I give up control or I take control, but because I'm doing it actively, I'm completely in control. Like I still have the control in those situations. And to be able to illustrate that in some sort of way is hard because most people will look at it with outside eyes. And with those eyes, they're using perceptions and ideas that are generated by the general public. And those ideas are usually based in something stupid. (laughs) So they'll be like, oh, well, this is wrong because this, 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 this stuff they've been taught. Mm -hmm. Whereas the subject matter in the picture, right? If if I say, if I were to draw like an actual part, like a real person who's just like, hey, I would like you to draw me with my partner doing this thing this is something that we both want. Suddenly that picture gets leaked or, or or they ask me to release it onto the internet. People who don't know the story behind it could look at it and be like, this is disgusting. You know, you're, you're pushing up this, this male character, making him look like a champion, but you're also pulling down this female character and she's being used. Whereas in the actual situation, the actual image itself, the, the female might've been the one that was just like, Hey, can you do this? I want to be in this position. This is my choice. So it's uh, it's very interesting. I heard recently that apparently in the BDSM community, it's not the one who's dominating people who is basically leading it on, even though they do dominate in the situation, but the one who is dominated, they set all the rules. Yeah. So what's fine with me? How far can you go? That's mm-hmm. that. That's what you can do with me. So they have the all the control. That's literally exactly what happened last week for me. I was talking to somebody who, like, the most innocent little bean person I ever know, know in my life. It's like, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> she, she just says she knows nothing about anything. <laughs> she's like a little mini Jon Snow. But... In reality, <laughs> in reality, she's like, like, she just, like, my knowledge of just life in general, I know nothing compared to her. And she's <laughs> deep into the into the BDSM community, right? Like, that's her thing. She got her boyfriend into it. 
And she was telling me, she told me about like, um, and it's, it's okay if I go down this a little bit? I won't, I won't go too deep. But um, yeah. she was saying that like, in a situation when you see somebody and like when you see like those pictures or a video where a girl is wearing a, a collar and like her boyfriend or, or the person or the partner with her has her on a leash, she's just like, the girl is not an animal. She's not out of control. She's the one who's actually in control. And because she's allowed him to to do this mm-hmm. like she's completely in control of the situation she can stop it at any point that she wants or she or he obviously because you know sometimes you have the guys in the leash yeah. and the collar but um you know that person is actually allowing themselves to be vulnerable with this other person that they trust and they have complete control if they want this to end it ends right there there's no continuing mm-hmm. that person who has put themselves into a vulnerable situation they they, they have yeah. that power and when i started hearing about this from this community of people who, first of all, completely like misunderstood, right? But when I start hearing about it, I'm just like, it flips all of these concepts on their head. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, do we have to start over again? Yeah. <laughs> like, do we, start, do we have to figure this out again? Because it's so confusing. Because like what you've been told all this time, right? If you do this type of stuff, then it's considered as a bad thing. If you draw this type of thing, that's considered as disgusting, right? You do this or that, it's considered bad, bad, bad. This is good. This is bad. And then you join this other community that seems to understand communication a hell of a lot better than the rest of us. And they're just like, actually, if you do this, then this is good. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? I have to start over again? I think you probably have to work with a chip on your shoulder as a guy if you portray all of this right from the get-go oh, yeah. that sometimes girls just don't have. I, I think I think um, drawing like you know females in certain types of suggestive positions and stuff as a male you definitely will get hit harder with an aspect of, of of being considered a misogynist. Whereas if you're female, you definitely mm. will be more empowered to do it because you're taking control and you're doing what you want to do. Whereas yeah. from the guy's side, mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter how respectful you are. In some, like There will be someone that looks at it and is just like, this is terrible. But on the flip side, there are always people on the other side who will look at a female taking complete power and taking control and be like, no, this is wrong because you're supposed to. And and it's usually based in learned things. And, and that, that's one of the things I've kind of found. It, it's, it's A lot of it is based in culture and religion. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very much like we were taught that this is the correct way. If you diverge from that path, then you are wrong. And mm-hmm. it's hard to combat or discuss or do anything from a, a logical standpoint, right? Because you can't debate emotions or feelings or stuff like that with logic you can make the best point in the world and they'll they can continue on with well i feel and you can't say anything Mm. because it's it's a feeling right so at the end of the day you try you have to agree to disagree but a lot of the time those people don't want to agree to disagree they'd rather just force you to change your opinion on the thing but it's uh i i found it, it kind of I feel like with those types of situations, I personally try to go in with as much empathy as possible. Even if a person is going to disagree with me, I try to be as empathetic as possible to understanding like, okay, this is, these are their shoes. This is where they're coming from. I don't want to, you know, get mad at them over it. At the same time, I do wish that they could be a little bit less ignorant, but you know, not everybody is like you and you kind of understand it. And you just hope that possibly they can go about their ideology peacefully. But that's not always the case. You can never change someone's opinion with another stage. Right. <laughs> so that's, you can't force people to change their mind. You can just, but I think that's where art can be really helpful 
because it can show people in different, different ways. Perspective. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 interesting though because again, when you have somebody who's really really stuck on their point, like this is how things are, even when you show them a different perspective, they can see it, they can understand it, they can take it and be like, "This is true," but their belief system is shaken yeah. and mm-hmm. they get angry because you've stepped on something that they understand and and have always understood and the fact that you're bringing something into it 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 causes an anger reaction and then you have people who will lash out and hit somebody or a war will start which is you know on, on the worst side of things or you know a fight will break out even though both parties understand that this one party is probably correct and then you also got pride and oh i hate pride so much <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh, blind pride is just the worst. And and it and so when you have an art piece, right, or even a game that challenges people's beliefs in an area, you know, you just have people complaining about it. And the only reason why they're that mad about it is because they can see some truth in it in a, in a lot of situations. There's something there that they can see, and they're like, "I don't like this. This is going to make." us question and so then they start trying to get people to backtrack on their own words and in some situations you kind of have to right like if you're in a country or or a region or something where this group kind of controls things is it's like you either do it or there's certain consequences for the way that you believe and we've seen it happen over history multiple times i mean just honestly just look over over history and you'll see everything that's to come in the future because humans have a very hard time changing even with technology sometimes especially with technology oh yeah it makes it easier siege um if you had some advice to give to young kids interested in getting into art whether erotic or not erotic, what not that young kids would be getting into <laughs> erotic not. art, but <laughs> well, who knows to be in a, like eventually, yeah, yeah. like erotic artists were kids once too. True, true. You know what? What kind of advice uh, would you give them? I definitely say, first of all, art is vast. So if you don't really like creating stuff that like you know has deep messages and it's just not really your thing, it's like I just like to draw. Well, understand that there's architecture, there's design, there's all these different areas that you can do. Art is a very very vast position with thousands of jobs that nobody really talks about. So everybody will tell you, oh, you'll be poor if you do art, but like everything needs it. Our society is basically structured upon art, and it's not only just for uh, for entertainment consumption. So understand that there there are opportunities there, and you can tell that to your parents, and you can show them podcast. <laughs> um, and um, but on the flip side, if 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 you do want to do just like you know you want to create and you want to do stuff, do try to focus on ideas. I think social media makes it very easy to think that it's all about headshots and pumping out work as quickly as humanly possible to get those likes and get those comments and whatever. But it's so much more than that. I think focusing on doing stuff that fulfills you and whatever that might be, it's probably the best approach to doing this. And if, uh, you know, and, and also understanding that you don't need to take this and make it a career of yours if you don't want to. You can just do it on the side if you want to. But if you do want to make it a career and you do want to do your own thing, your own style, the best way to do it is to have an opinion, have a voice and start trying to express that in some capacity. And also don't be afraid to borrow. Don't be afraid to borrow from people. It's not stealing or anything weird. It's just like, you know, people, some people have a vision that's similar to yours. It makes you feel. And sometimes you just can take stuff from that and use it to uh, to share with the world. But yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is just get your stuff out there, share your content with people, share your voice, share your vision, and don't be ashamed of it unless you're a terrible, terrible person. 
and then maybe revisit some of your ideas. But um, we're past that. I think I think also just being open to uh, the opinions and and ideas of other people that are around you, and try to be empathetic as possible to those ideas, and don't immediately become defensive and be like, "No, this is my thing. This is what I believe. This is right." Open up a little bit more. Try to understand why people might like or dislike the stuff that you do, and think about it. That's 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 basically my thing. Awesome. That's really good advice. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, and thank you for everything that you've said on this episode. It's been pretty incredible, pretty eye-opening, um, and pretty hard-hitting as well. There's been a lot of serious topics touched on and, and discussed. Yeah, um, I have a lot of the stuff that, in my head all swirling around all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it oh, with thank us. Thank you for having me. Um, Siege, how can our listeners find you? Uh, yeah, I am on Instagram at uh, instagram.com slash siegeart. That's S-E-A-G-E-A-R-T. I'm also on Twitch uh, with the same name, Siegeart, and my YouTube channel, I guess, which I don't update that much, but it's youtube.com slash siegespeaks. So um, those are the places where I am. My website's down right now, so just hit me on the Instagram. Hit me, hit me with a DM, and I'll uh, tell you the website. You can go there and then cry that it doesn't exist. <laughs> I can do oh, that for so everyone. And we'll, yeah, we'll put all that information in our show notes for the episode as well. Yes. So you can always see them there. And all the links to all the things. All the things. All the things. Awesome. Thanks for being awesome, Siege. Uh, thanks for having me. It was really, really fun. Thanks for letting me brain dump. <laughs> it was a really great brain dump. I enjoyed it, it a lot. Maybe I, I think that we would welcome you back for an episode maybe next year. Get we update on everything that's going on with you and, yeah, for sure. and have another brain dump. Hopefully yes. I'll have some uh, some of my my bigger projects finally underway. That's that's the that's the goal. That'd be great <laughs> to hear about. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Great. Well thank you and listeners, we will speak to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.